All right, welcome everyone. So Thursday, the 13th of February, 2020. Uh, today's the 21st episode of the Aridi Members Podcast. And today's brave soul is Donna Gibson. How are you, champion? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, you just finished a workout? I did. How was it? I have been stuck over the side of Wilberforce for flooding for three days, so I haven't been to the gym. Yep. So I almost didn't want to come today, but I thought I should rock on back. So it was a nice little sweat box workout to uh, break it back in for the week. Yeah, it was pretty sweaty in there. Um, The floods, how have you fared with them? Yeah, not too bad. We obviously, yeah, the, the bridge closed, both of them for... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then North Richmond opened uh, Wednesday, and so everybody over the other side thought that they would all drive at once. Yeah. I decided that I was just going to stay home and keep doing some chores (laughs) and not fight with the rest of the people. Have you seen it like that before? No, not in my time. I've seen it to about six metres, Mm -hmm. so I think it got to about 9.2 at Windsor Bridge mm-hmm. and I think it did about 11.4-ish I think at North Richmond. Yeah so that that's the first time I've seen North North Richmond Bridge close or flood over. Yeah. Um, and then obviously so Windsor Bridge stayed closed for a, an, an extra day or two and I just can't believe the traffic that comes through comes over goes over both of those bridges yeah crazy yeah so um to give people an idea of the volume of traffic so poor old wombat andrew davies he left here yesterday at 4 30 p.m and it took him two hours and 10 minutes to get from richmond to north richmond Mm. crazy yeah which which is what about five k's yeah probably about that yeah no not even it's probably not even five k's probably a six or seven minute journey yeah any other time yeah everyone from everywhere gridlocked yep oh well that's good more rain coming i hope well yeah there is a bit more so Mm. um and it's just amazing too with um as we'll find out later my work that people just think that it's just not going to flood again Mm. you know the dam wasn't full the you know we've had our backside burnt for the last six months with practically no rain. Yep. Every dam is dry. Mm. You know, the ground is dry and it flooded and it's the fastest that it's done, you know, it had risen in years, yeah. years and years and years. In, in the last 12 years, I've seen three little mini ones, but none of them, yeah, were as high or as fast. And, yeah, we've had no rain and, it, you know, nothing had come from the dam. There was no spilling, mm. you know, so it does really yeah. put a case that, you know, it, it doesn't matter what ha- – if you just have enough rain, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, and uh, apparently we're due for above, above average rainfall this year, so oh, okay. we might see a lot more – a bit more of this. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, um, so this podcast is all about – people getting to know each other a bit better <laughs> where'd you grow up uh, i grew up in camden yeah out in the southwest and uh, mum and dad moved there in 1974 yeah and they are still there in the same house yeah um and uh yeah i was born there in camden hospital camden hospital okay um brothers and sisters one brother two and a half years older yeah, what's it like having? What was it like having an older brother? <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> we we like each other. Yeah, um, he's 
he's a very hard worker. He's um, he's intelligent, but on the other flip side of the coin, he's he, he got his dumb sometimes. He's just no common sense. We'll just do some some god awful things. Um, whereas I got the common sense. Um, but there's stories of you know. I remember one time that he. Um, I used to love teddies and cabbage patches and um, he tied me up to the swing set and went and got my teddies and would just punch my teddies while I was tied to the swing set. Oh, really? (laughs) And then after a while he'd give up and he'd be like, okay, you can tie me up now. So, And I didn't know how to tie knots, so I would just wrap the rope round and round and thought I'd tied him up. And then he would untie himself, go get my teddies and then come back and tie himself up and then still proceed to punch my teddies. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still scarred from that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember playing 52 pickup and uh, and mum mum made me pick up the cards. Oh, oh. I was so dirty with her. Yeah. So dirty. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm like when we were growing up with, with you know a couple of boys, like we would throw darts at each other and and things like that. So yeah, I always wondered what it'd be like to have have a sister. Yeah. And to see what. Yeah. How you could annoy them. Yeah. Well, he. Um, we weren't as violent as what I've seen. Mm. Some of my girlfriends have three boys and mm. I would just think the food that they eat, their yeah. dirty clothes and the way that they just they just punch on. Yeah. Whereas we we fought a little bit, but um, he was got to a point where he was very strong mm. um, and he would, you know, sit on me and do the typewriter and, you know, yep. hit you around the head and, you know. <laughs> Do yeah. flashlights with your eyes and, you know. Yeah. So, um, but because we skied um, and I I was probably a little bit of a tomboy, more the fact that, I mean, I had my cabbage patches, my dollies, my Barbies, and, and he would have a ski rope and Lego. But because we always skied th- every weekend, that was something in set for winter when I played netball, that was something that we did. Yeah. Always together. Yeah. So there wasn't really a divide at the river. And even now with my kids, there's not a divide as in there's the girls' toys and there's the boys' toys. You're yeah. at the river. So everyone either, you know, plays frisbee, throws the cricket ball, or mm. you're skiing. There's no sort of sexism in terms of toys or, you yeah. know, colours or anything <clears throat> like that, at, you know, at, a, at the house or somewhere yeah. to play. I was going to ask you when you said skied, you, you meant water skiing. Yeah. Um, you got into that at, a, at an early age? Yeah, so mum and dad, um, well, my dad <coughs> used to ski and then um, just socially and he had an old boat, it's pretty tragic, uh, brown and brown, mission brown and light brown, like oh, beige and brown. Yeah, that's so 70s. Oh, yeah, bad. Yeah. And um, it was Lewis and he had named it after his first girlfriend and uh, when he married my mum, which wasn't his original girlfriend, mm. he had to change the name. And so he called it Jumbo. J- Jumbo? <laughs> Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then we, when we were kids, we nicknamed it Dumbo. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so we – so as soon as practically we were skiing by – I could ski by three on two skis. Really? And um, I was on a single ski at four and I could barefoot at six. Um so I don't so know. So barefoot's no skis at all. No skis. Poor man's sport. Can't mm-hmm. afford skis. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know what my dad. I don't know. Sort of head us down that path, but um, he ended up taking us to um, someone at Liverpool at the New South Wales club site, which is still there today. Um, and there was a <clears> guy <throat> named Phil Nickel, and uh, yeah, he taught us how to barefoot. Um. So yeah, lots of stories of 
crashing and crying and mm. laughing and yep. um, and yep. I even remember once dad um, in terms of you know you know a coach relationship you know sometimes the best coaches can't do it at all can't can't ski at all and then there's other instances where they're amazing skiers and and they're good coaches um, but we remember once dad was yelling at us and um, and we said to him if, if you're so good why don't you show us? Yep. So we were at Penrith and um, he stepped off the ski and the ski flicked up and sliced the back of his head. Oh. <laughs> so he fell off. And so my brother and I, you know, again, we're la- in the boat laughing. Yep. Ah, ha, ha, Dad. <laughs> yeah. And he comes up and he's got blood on his hands. And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. So he had to go to Penrith Hospital and stitch him up. It's pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> And he, he was trying to show you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not so I've got his son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about you just get back in your box, Dad? Yeah. I think it's time to move on. Yeah. We, did you ever have a fear of the water or um, when you started skiing at a young age? No, I don't, just, I, don't, I don't think we even had a choice. Yeah, um, just get out there and do it. Yeah, same as my kids. You skied with me before you were 12 months, like my, my two girls. And, <clears> um, yeah, you either ski or you don't join the family. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's um, that's a harsh initiation. <laughs> Too bad if you hated water. Um, I might continue on with the water skiing. Yep. Um, you obviously still do it to this day. Yeah, so we um, – when I was six, like I said, I met the coach down at, um, at Liverpool and um, we started – Philip and I, my brother, started to – yeah learn some basic tricks and um we ended they have local tournaments and states and nationals and world titles and so we ended up sort of going in some of the local little tournaments so i was six and philip was eight uh, or eight and a half um Mm -hmm. so we had matching red and blue wetsuits very tragic um short sleeve like a little dolphin on the bottom yeah pretty bad but we still have them to this day Um, i think every kid that has a sibling they at some point were in matching shit <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so we ended up i had my first national titles at eight and i skied all the way through till 19 so i did 11 <clears throat> nationals and i did two world titles one junior world titles at 15 in the states and one in sydney in opens uh and in 2000 in 2018 were these skied or barefoot no all barefoot yep. yeah we don't we only social ski okay um everything competitive is barefoot right so that contains trick slalom and jump mm-hmm. um so slalom the the runs are only 15 seconds long so you get your start and then there's a a boy, uh, there's a marker in the water that will guarantee because I call 73 k's an hour forwards. So at that marker, that you're guaranteed if you start by then, you'll get 72 k's for 15 seconds. Mm. So um, it's yeah, go go go, and then you get down the other end and you have a turnaround time to let the water settle. So that's 60 seconds in slalom and 90 seconds in tricks. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you get your next 15 seconds back. And then that's it. You're done for a couple of hours. So um, slalom is judged on how many times you can cross the wake of the boat. There's no boy like boy markers like there is in tournament skiing. Mm-hmm. You just have to cross the wake of the boat, and um, and it's worth more points if you do it on one foot than it is if you're on two feet. And it's worth more. You do one pass forward and then you do one pass backwards. So a back one foot 
is worth one point, whereas on two feet it's worth half a point. So mm. that's how the, the scoring system scored. And then we have tricks, um, which is a range of, you know, tumble turns and one foots and surface turns and, you know, there are flips and all sorts of things. Um, and then there's jump. So jump, um, jump is off a, a ramp that's only – it's probably half a metre high mm-hmm. and it's about three metres long and there's, you know, sort of 1,500 under the water and 1,500 above the water. Um, it's fibreglass, <coughs> so it hurts if you hit it. Um, yeah, I was going to ask what it's made out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fibreglass. So mm. it, it, there's a fine line between if you get defensive, you always have to respect the jump. You can't fear it because yep. if you fear it, you, you know, your stance change and your mind gets in the way. And so you think, no, no, I, I know what you can do to me, <laughs> yeah. but I, um, yeah, I'll respect it, but I'll, I'll sort of maintain mental control over the ramp. So the big boys, um, the world record's about 20, 28 metres, I think. So off the guy's size 11, size 12 foot. And the ramp's only half a metre tall. Jesus. That they can jump through the air. Um, <clears throat> yeah, almost cl- close to 30 metres. Wow. What speed are you going when you hit the ramp? So I call 68 in... in um, the maximum is 72. So they actually... Whereas the other slalom and tricks, you can call as fast as you like or as much as you can get out of the boat. The boat carries five judges or three judges, a driver and a video operator. Okay. So sometimes the boys will call 76 and they won't get it because there's just too much too much weight in the boat. Yeah. So, but jump, they actually... Ma- uh, cap the speed to 72 so no one doesn't matter if you're opens or you know juniors no one's calling any greater than 72 mm. so do you remember your first ever jump i do how did that go terrible <laughs> oh that's what i'm asking <laughs> yeah, <right>. terrible <laughs> so i had this old coach who i um, could imagine that would be scary yeah and so you um, had this old coach sorry uh, old coach yeah so he his son was absolutely amazing he was a just a natural ability like you've ne- like we've almost never seen but no no drive or oh, I hate that. passion and Don't, he yeah. was in and out of jail he uh, committed suicide he just a a life wasted yeah um, but just you've just never seen but somebody so gifted yeah um and i remember doing a photo shoot with this guy when i was you know six or seven because i've i've I was going to could have brought them. Yeah. I've done a spread in the People magazine and Post. Remember Pe- yeah, people and yeah, Post? Yeah, 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 yeah. And That's People. Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I've got one in um, uh, Ralph magazine as well. You're joking. And I was so proud because I don't have any, don't really yeah. have any boobs. And um, I had to push the, the, when you jump, sometimes you can use the boom bar on the side of the boat. It's like a training bar. Right. And um, you have to – it sits on the centre pole, so you have to slide it up and down. So you have to lean forward and sort of push your – and I was like, oh, my God, I've got cleavage in Ralph. How cool is this? <laughs> I was about 18 then, so that, that's okay. Yeah. I was I was past. But I was yeah. very excited with um, what kind of cleavage I could create. Um, when we when we put this up onto the members page, you pop, pop some of the pictures up in the comments because <laughs> yeah, that will be cool. Because so they um, – I used to ride motorbikes as well when I was little. Um, and so when I was three, I was riding my brother's QR50, little Honda, and I had no shoes on and I had um, no helmet and I ran straight into the tree and chopped my toe off. You are a tomboy, aren't you? <laughs> so I've only got four and a half toes, so on my left foot. And so in the Ralph magazine, they took a photo of my foot and tried to make it out like that I 
potentially probably done it skiing, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah, no. So there's just this, there's a few photos of the, um, I took the reporter out to teach him how to ski or have a go. Yep. So there's some photos of him and then there's some photos of me doing my stuff and then there's a photo of just my foot with four toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this guy, Dodd, um, I did a photo shoot when I was little and um, on the boom bar, I was sitting on the side of the boat and I was sitting on his shoulders. Yep. And he was, I had to swing out from the, the boat and stay on his shoulders. And I, um, I wasn't holding on hard enough. And so as he swung out, I just fell over the top and, uh-huh. you know, on the water. I mean, I was, yep. I was fine. Yeah. But um, they sort of turned around and, you know, tried to find me. And I'm like, oh, I'm back here. And it was in Lane Cove. And I'm, uh, I'm petrified. Yeah. I don't even like weeds to this day. And even when I swim across the river, I always have my feet up. So, um, so we had another go and um, I held on tight enough and I swear I left fingerprints in this guy's forehead <laughs> where I held on to for about They're a week. They're still there today. <laughs> yeah. So his dad actually took me over the jump for the first time. Okay. Um, and he was, a, yeah, he was a good coach, but um, I remember, so the run in to the jump uh, is probably half the distance of one of our normal um, trick runs. Mm-hmm. And I remember yelling out to him saying, what do I do? So I'm like 13 or 12, I don't know, what, I'm, I'm young mm. and I'm holding on and he's like, yeah, I'm just screaming out as I go down. On, you know, at 60, I'd get, you know, coming up to this five, like, what do I do? They're like, just hold on. <laughs> so I held on, but my legs collapsed underneath me yeah. and so my tailbone hit the jump. Oh, Good dog. no. Yeah. So I'm crying because my tailbone's just hit fiberglass at 60 k's an hour. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you got to go again. I'm like, ah. They're like, no, no, it's like a horse. you got to get back get on back it. Get back on it. <laughs> I'm like, so, so once you hit the jump, you're flying through the air and you hit the water. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they pick you up. Time yeah, well, to go I, again. I had, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had let go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, 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 you love in the boat, let's go. And, and I, I'm like, nah. And I remember then, so I went again, I remember crying all the way down, like holding on, crying. And um, I didn't let my legs collapse a second time. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so I made that jump and then. What was the feeling like when you made your first jump? Oh, look, honestly, I can't remember. Mm. It was, you know, like I said, it's 27 years ago. Yeah. But I do know from that that I sort of had a bit of a love affair mm. uh, start with the jump. Yeah. So I went on to become a better jumper. So jumping was actually became my best event. And in the olden days, when they jumped, they would just maintain an upright position. So mm-hmm. you would just keep your shoulders sort of roughly over your hips and then you would just ride over and your position wouldn't change. Right. And then in the, maybe the 90s, a guy called Mike Seipel, so they called it Seipel style, you know, when people just decide to do something new. Yep. And just, you're like, holy shit, where did that come from? Yep. So he would rise up um, with, like at the top of the jump so that you're almost standing upright as opposed to leaning away and it would kick you so that your legs would go out the back and you would fly through the air like Superman. 
So they either called it Cyple Style or Superman. Yep. So that was the first time that they would actually have a full extension of their arms. Their legs are out the back and, yeah, they fly through the air. Far out. And then you swing your legs back down and then hopefully ski away. So I started to learn that style um, and I just started by keeping my body upright but then I would just flick my legs up behind me kind of like a little frog Mm -hmm. and I sort of got a few more meters underneath me so I would sort of go from around you know 11 12 I sort of got out to 15 meters which was quite decent for the girls Mm -hmm. and then I ended up going full cycle style Full Superman. Yeah, so, and I still to this day, well, they can't take it off me, I am the first girl in the world to ever do cycle style. Fair income. Yeah. Wow. And I remember my coach that I used to ski with, who's a world champion, John Penney, he um, he was watching me and I, I did the jump and I missed it and I crashed pretty hard. And so he thought, oh, look, she's... She won't, you know. Yep. So he left from the main sort of area where you can watch and where the dock is at Liverpool. And he left and walked down to the starting. And then I went again and I that's when I skied away the first jump and I got back down and I was sort of, you know, I, like, holy shit. And I looked around <laughs> and, and the bastard wasn't there. I was like, what? This has been years, you know, in the process. Yeah. And then I, we, you know, went down the starting dock and I found him and I'm like, I did it. I skied away. And he's like, what do you, what do you mean? I, I thought you would have pulled the pin. I'm like, no, you've got to get back on the horse, mate. That's what I... Mm. Um, so, and he always had a good... Um, a good way of teaching in terms of, and I still try and adopt that policy now, even if I teach people that if, um, when I would learn on the boom bar, you'd start on the solid bar to the side and mm-hmm. then you would, we'd put a little handle on and you wind the handle all the way up. And then if you did a couple of good jumps, you'd unwind it one or two. And then if you did a couple of good jumps, you'd unwind it. If you did a couple of bad jumps, you had to come back in again, yep. come back out, come back in, come because the biggest uh, game changer is your mind. Yes. So if yep. you just lose your confidence and get pelted around for no reason, then you just yeah you, you you know it's a lost cause. Yeah. So he would always know that if I'd already if I'd crashed too much, it was time to wind back in, get the confidence, wind back in, wind back in, wind back out, and 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 even now, like if I'm learning a trick and if I fall the same way more than three times, then he knows. I mean, I don't scare with him anymore, but he would know that either what he's telling me isn't working Mm. or he needs to tell it a different way. Yeah. If you're falling a different way, then that's okay because obviously you're doing something different. trying to correct something. Yeah. Yeah. If you're repeatedly doing the same thing over and over again and just bashing yourself around and you're not getting any better Mm. and repeating the same mistake, then obviously it's not working. Yeah, that's right. So you either stop and try something different altogether go and work on slalom or try a different trick or whatever it might be. Or we need to figure out how do we communicate this differently to get a better outcome mm. as opposed to just yeah, pumbling yourself for no reason. Yeah. And it, it's a quite a dangerous sport. So I, I would assume the mental game is so important. Do you got to maintain your focus, your confidence? Otherwise things could go pretty wrong. Yeah. In terms of, um, Tricks and Asylum isn't too bad. It's it, it really is jump. Yeah. Because if you trip on the jump, it's not too bad because you'll land past it. Yeah. But if you trip before it, like a metre before it... Oh, that's not going to end well. Yeah, lights out. Mm. I've seen one lady hit it and she she dented her skull. She still has the, the, 
the dent in her skull um, 20, you know, 20 years later. Wow. Um, I've seen one guy, he was flying through the air and somehow, freak accident, the handle is shaped like a little triangle and his hand went through the triangle and then when he landed, the bar went all the way up to his bicep and then the impact when he landed in the water ripped his bicep off his arm. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, boof, just blew his whole arm apart. Mm. Um, yeah, we've seen a few. Yeah. But, and generally it's always on the jump. Because when you hit the water, like I've had a busted eardrum and I've had a cracked rib. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what injuries have you had? So just uh, just a couple of busted eardrums mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, and a cracked rib. I got up inverted, flying through the air, and I couldn't get back down. So I just... Just like doing a big horsey off the top of the building and just, ah, <laughs> just, just, just boof, smack. Like, yeah. oh, oh, and the little stars from like Roadrunner and, you know, the, yeah. the, they're, they're real. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're real. When you, when you know you've got stars and you're like, yeah, all right, yeah, that, that one hurt. Um, what sort of protective gear do you wear now? Do you- so I just wear the normal wetsuit. So, yep. um, so I did 18 years on and then, um, or 11, I skied till I was 19 and then I retired mm-hmm. at the ripe old age of 19. Um, I sort of, you know, started education and, you know, yep. life was sort of moving on. Yeah. And then I, um, two years ago, my brother was a member and you could bring a friend for free to a little tournament. And so he said... Do you want to be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, sure, but as long so as I beat you. So still friends to this yeah, day, yeah, yeah. you and your brother, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, we like each other. So, but I said, right, the only thing is that I have to beat you. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's still, we still compete um, in terms of competitiveness between siblings. So I flogged him. He was useless. Yeah. Um, so, so that was nice. So you, I might have to do a podcast with him so he has a right of reply. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so then I came back for 2018 and then it was just meant to be a friendly tournament. Yep. And then the friendly tournament turned into the next tournament. Reignited the fire. And then the next tournament turned into the state titles and I'm saying, and they're like, oh, you're coming back, Donna. And I'm going, no, 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 this was just this was just a bit of fun. Just yep. ease up people. And they're a bit excited to have sort of somebody back from, you know, the olden days. Yep. There's a couple of us that have come back because they've a, sort of a done. A Ralph magazine celebrity. <laughs> Back into the game. <laughs> so there's been a few of us that have come back because they've sort of done their, you know, 10, 15 years with their family and, um, yeah, can now sort of spend that time to, to come back. So yes. Um, so the state titles turned into the nationals, skied in the nationals, and then two weeks after um, the nationals. So I'd started jumping again, but I'd started inverting again because it's muscle memory. You can't you – just, you just don't forget it. And yes. that feeling – flying through the air Mm. is pretty cool yeah yeah and because i've done it you know just thousands of times you just so that that profile picture i think on my fate where i'm sort of that's the inverted jumping so um so i thought why can't i do this again yeah and some people who are a bit older that still you know jump they're like of course you can donna and i say why can't i I'm almost 40. Yeah. What's, you know, what's stopping me? Get in it. <laughs> oh, so I started to, yeah, I got off the boom and I got onto the little, you know, the line and we started to wind out the handle. And then 
two weeks after the Nationals, I was training at Liverpool. So it was about nine weeks out from the world titles or 12 weeks out from the world titles in Canada. Because mm-hmm. they said, oh, well, now you're going to ski worlds. <laughs> so this is last year? Yeah, 2018. Right. So that was April. So um, 23rd of April, I was jumping and I came over the jump and I was a little skewy in the air. And when I came down, both my feet weren't facing forward. Mm. One was facing forward and my toes had pointed outwards. Mm -hmm. So my knee was pointing outwards. And when I landed, it just snapped, snapped my knee. So I did my ACL, I did my medial and I snapped my meniscus. And I was holding my knee in the water. Did you know straight away? I knew... I knew something was hurting because yep. I didn't know whether I should cry or be sick. Mm. You know, and that sort of, you know, when you're thinking, oh, yep. I want to cry, but it, it hurts. And yep. I was just holding my knee thinking, please just be a strain. Please be a strain. Please be a strain. Yeah. So the boys, yeah, di- you know, dived in the water and um, pulled me out. And um, I got up to the top and I'm quite fortunate um, to have a very good family friend my brother's best mate is one of Sydney's or probably Australia's top orthopaedic knee surgeons so very fortunate as soon as they carried me up to the top they gave me some ice they gave me some uh, Voltaren yep. and then I was on the phone get back out on the ski <laughs> hey pretty <laughs> what do I do yeah I've just busted myself he said get an MRI and come and see me mm-hmm. and then uh, so I did I got an MRI on the Monday and um, yeah I was I, so then I spent seven weeks in a brace so you had surgery not long after that yeah so I had seven, seven weeks in a brace to heal the medial mm-hmm. and then went in for the ACL right so you had to let the medial heal. repair first and yep. then get the ACL repair yeah so he said too if you don't stabilise the medial the ACL has less of a chance mm-hmm. because it if the medial's flapping around, everything's a bit of floppy course. in there. Yeah. So I wore the brace nearly, yeah, 24 hours a day. I, I did what I was told. I behaved myself, uh, followed the instructions. Um, how, so did that, how was that mentally that time? T- terrible. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd, I'd lost just on 10 kilos. So I was the fittest that I'd been. I was the skinniest that I'd been. I was like probably the, getting ski fit back. You know, there's all types of fitness, but, you know, you can be fit in here and still terrible at the river. Yes. Or great at the river and still terrible in here. Yeah. So in terms of ski fitness, my ski fitness was coming back. Mm-hmm. He said I, my jumping was feeling good. Probably and confidence. Then, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then snap. Mm. Boom. You out. Lights. Game over. Yeah. So, um, and I, um, yeah, so I was a bit, you know, and I'd met some people again, some, yep. some made some new friends and generally old boys. They're all like. 50 to 60 year old men yep. that love skiing and yep. don't have to work that much. Yeah, living the dream. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, and it was, yeah, it was kind of all over again. What, you did, know? what were you doing to try and stay positive? Um, not much to start off with. Yeah, um, feeling sorry and... Yeah, just uh, in pain. Yeah. Um, had the surgery. So, yeah, it was on the 13th of June. I went in and, and Brett stitched me up. So that was nice. And... Um, yeah, just, you know, then I just started to eat again. Mm-hmm. Can't move, can't eat, or ate too much, can't move. What's yep. the point? Yeah. And then just woo, down the hill. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I was, you start feeling mentally worse because yeah, of that. Just, yeah, just, you know, and you think, oh, now I'm, yeah, I just can't do the things that I want to, and even everyday tasks, you know, having kids and cleaning the house and, you know, working and it, it just, it affects all the aspects of your life, not even yeah. just your sporting life, but just being broken isn't fun. Like I couldn't even social ski. 
you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, there was a bet going around behind my back that I would break the rules, you know, because there was no skiing for at least nine months until I did the return to sport assessment. Mm-hmm. And then if you didn't pass that at nine months, you had to wait till 12. Right. And so they were like, oh, she's so not. <laughs> but I did. I didn't even, I just said, I'm not, I, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize it. Uh, I'm, you know, this is what Brett said. I'm going to do as I'm told. Mm-hmm. So um, I had some physio work early, um, and I was the only thing that I was quite fortunate is that I actually did it on a club sanctioned training day, so I was actually covered by insurance. Oh, that's fortunate. Yeah. Mm. So I had um, 85% of my out of pocket costs uh, up to five thousand dollars for 12 months. So that allows me to see the physio when normal people would do. You get your 350 bucks worth of physio yep. that you've paid for the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, and that goes in, you know, six or seven visits, and then people are like, oh, you know, I'm good now. Yeah. I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no. So I saw the physio. Um, and I, I didn't have the progress that I particularly wanted mm-hmm. within the first 12 weeks. Was there a reason for that? I think maybe physio styles. Okay. Um, sort of a bit more old school maybe versus new school. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I still didn't have full extension. I didn't have full flexion. I was still walking funny. Yep. And so I had a friend recommend a different physio and, um, and I went there and yeah, love him. Yeah. Absolutely. And he tells me now when I came in through the door and I told him where I want to be and where I need to be in, you know, nine months time, he was thinking, yeah, no, you're, really? you're, you know, what have you been doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the physio. Yeah. Yeah. No. He was like, you said, I'm. He said, I was, I was worried, thinking, you're not going to get there. Mm. So uh, we worked really hard and I did a lot of rehab. And that's how I found this place. I was going to say, that's when I first met you. Was yeah. You were sort of at the back end of it, six months-ish? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I remember you being quite diligent with your rehab. Yeah, so I happened to work with a couple of people that come to CrossFit, mm-hmm. and, um, and I was thinking, oh, you know, do, uh, I need to go back to a gym. Or I need to do something to see if I can, you know, help this along or start losing these bloody 10 kilos like Miss Piggy that I put on, <laughs> you know, like this is ridiculous. I need to – so Naomi uh, that I work with at work, mm-hmm. um, they were talking about Naomi this. Naomi O'Brien. Yeah, and Nick Nick Powers. Yeah. Um, shout out to my little desk buddies. I, I was going to ask you in a little bit. I was going to ask you what it's like working with them too. <laughs> Naomi's great. Nick, oh, Nick, I love you. You're a lost cause though. Jesus we love Christ. you, Nick. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you do that any for his birthday? to his own funeral. Yeah, for sure. His birthday was the other day. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oops. I think maybe Sunday. Yeah, right. Or, no, it was earlier this week. Oh, well, I wasn't at work. I was, yep. you know, it's flooded out. It's, yep. it's not my fault. <laughs> uh, so they talk about this CrossFit. And I thought, what is this CrossFit shit? So I uh, I came in for a... Had you heard of it before that? Oh, I think maybe the name, but not really anything yep. else. Yeah. So I came in for a trial session mm-hmm. and sadly, um, I came in on the day of the Dan... Oh, yeah. Satch um, yep. get-together day, so, like 12 months ago. Yes, when it, when it just happened. Yes. And so um, I... What, what did you think? It was pretty full on because yeah. there was, you know, a heap of people here, obviously. There was 41 obviously. people and it was chaos. Yeah. And but it was nice because I, Nick said to me, oh, look, you know, I'm sure it'll be 
okay, but just know that it, it, it's today's a different day. It's not yep. it's not normally like this. Yeah. And this was at work and I said, Well look, all I can do is ask. Mm. You know, and I understand obviously today's a bit not normal. Mm. And then I remember getting here and, and I was with, I think I was with Naomi and I said, you know, look, I work with Naomi. Uh, I'd like, to, you know, is it mm. okay? And, and you guys had said, look, today is, you know, such and such, but you know what it's all about? The more the merrier. Yep. We, we'd love you to join. Mm. You know, obviously I didn't know anything about the situation or the person, yeah. um, but you, you know, the welcome was still offered. Yeah, um, and I took good. it. And so I did my first 12 months. So that was what last yeah, just yeah, four or five weeks ago was yep. twelve months, and so I hadn't been any less than four days away unless I wasn't here, like if I was on a holiday. I haven't been any less than four days away for twelve months, and that is the most consistent and the most often that I have turned up to any gym. <laughs> and I've been to a few because I, I'm a qualified instructor, so yeah. I teach used to teach pump and combat, less meals. Pump and combat. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, okay, let's just quickly talk about that. Uh, so did you have a Cert 3? So or- I had, when I got out of school, I went and did an advanced certificate of health, fitness and sports training at Macquarie Fields TAFE. Right, okay. Yeah. So, because I thought I'd probably want to do something sporty. Yeah. And so I did that 12-month certificate mm-hmm. and then I did um, Les Mills training and I went into a leisure centre. So right. I did, I did went on to do pool operations and aquatics management as well at TAFE. Mm-hmm. So I'd sort of be running, you know, helping to run yeah, the actual yeah. centre yep. and then teach, learn to swim as well and teach classes. Classes. Yeah, so centres so, like the Oasis yeah, at yep. Windsor. Yep. Yeah, so I, I worked over near Liverpool Way. Mm-hmm. I know I teach at, um, you know, Prairiewood Leisure Centre and, and You didn't Fitness work at the First Neville Rand Centre, did you? No. The no. Neville Rand Leisure and Aquatic Centre, no, I think No, I did Miller and I did Holsworthy and okay. I did, um, yeah, did, did a few of them. But, How long um, did you do that for? From, I don't know, 18 to 20-something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then I... Um, did you like it? It wasn't bad. Uh, um, How did you find coaching classes? I like, I'm a bit noisy. Yeah. Um, so I did like, um, I did like pump, but combat was my favourite. Yeah. I would always try and learn people's names. Yep. Um, and I'd always. Um, Important. Uh, yeah. And I try and remember something about them and, and I'd always try and say them during the class. Yeah. And I always would make my customers slash clients, such participants make noise. So they would, if if you thought you were going to be quiet and hide in the corner, you yeah, no, no, no. Because I think too that unlike an environment like this, yeah. that um, sometimes I remember watching as a participant, an instructor and a participant go at it, like full noise, like yep. scary. Woo. And because the participants wouldn't be quiet. Mm. And I think that you sometimes you have to know your clientele. If they're 9.30 a.m. mums... Yes. They're there half to do something, but they're there half for socialisation, to get away from their kids yep. and to exercise. So if you tell those ladies there's no talking, they're going to they're gonna give you these ones. Yeah. So, um, so I think it was always about can I get my instruction out and then I'm going to actually encourage them to talk because, A, if you use your oxygen to make noises and, mm. you know, like – like you know, punching and kicking and all this, you would actually work harder because I think, why am I the instructor when I'm yelling and I'm making noises and I'm, I'm working twice as hard as these punks down here? They're just, yeah. yep. you know, I'm like, no, this is bullshit. If you come in here, you're going to work hard, yeah, because uh, you know, you're going to go home sweaty, you're going to outwork me. That's right, this yep. is bullshit. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I would make them make the punching sound and the you know, and or or say to them, 
ask them something funny in the class if there was you know a, a, a chance to do that and but obviously you know pump was a bit different you know it's a bit more silent and standing still and mm. you know balance I mean they're all but I think yeah like 6 30 at night the, they don't talk Mm. You know, they're 9.30 in the morning, talky ladies. 6.30 at night, they've come home from the city, they've made it to the class, they've talked all day, they just want to do their workout and get out of there. bashed them all day. Yeah. And they just want to zone out. Yep, stand there. So you can, you know, be high and be polite and, you know, make a few things, but they are just a total different group to 9.30. So, yeah, so combat where you get to jump around, make noises, I would make them sing. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so um, so I did that from eighteen to about tw- oh twenty seven or something. Wow. Why Why did you stop? I went back into full time work. Okay. So the I'm not a morning person, so I'm mm. not re- generally getting up to the six a.m. Yeah. You the five thirty crazy dudes here. Well, you I guys, love it. you guys need to sleep, man. <sighs> there's there's eight seventeen eighteen in a class now yeah. at five thirty. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm like I'm not a morning person either. I'm lights out, like woo, just yeah. sleeping. I'm very lucky for Shay and John. Yeah. So um, then the nine thirty classes we, I couldn't get to because I'd I'd gone back to work because um, I had. Uh, what I have I have 13 months off with my first order and I had 10 months off with the second or 15 and 10 so I had to go back to work so then and then the afternoon classes there's no crèche mm. um, my husband would be at work yeah. so that 5.30 and you would never do a 6.30 class it's like smack in the middle of crazy witching hour dinner time yeah. and then wanting to go back out at you know yep. 7 o'clock you're dreaming I'm yep. already in my PJs ready to <laughs> ready to go again just like water skiing do you think there could be a comeback um, oh. I did see when you post again the other because I'm like that was the only thing sometimes with teaching you know if, if sometimes you're just a bit tired or you, you'd have to when I do things I like <laughs> to do them properly and so it's it's very hard even at work just to not give a shit and just not do stuff properly. Yeah. So I'd have to put my effort in. And I, when I see some of the coaches, I'm like, oh, I don't mind doing that. Just thought, just, yeah, someone's going to write the program. It's on the board. I can walk around. Like, yeah. hey. I thought I can't do a front rack position. I'm, I'm sure I can explain it. Yeah, I can yeah. explain it. I might yeah. be one of those coaches that can't, you don't have to do it to be able to you know, explain it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, because the kids I are a bit older. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Well, there still might be a comeback. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. They keep asking me to come back. The ladies, because, um, I still know or keep in contact with a few of them. Yeah. From Oasis, because I yep. used to teach there, um, from 9.30 Combat. And they're like, Donna, just come back, just come back. Just, you know, they did one on Saturday morning and they're like, oh, do you want to come? I'm like, man, already been to CrossFit at seven. See you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done for the day, the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to CrossFit, how have you found the last 12 months? Um, interesting. Um, the bloody, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard. Mm. It just makes you keep coming back. Yeah, why do you keep coming back? It's the it is the variety. It's it's a, it's rewarding as much as it is annoying. Yeah. Um because you think, "Oh, finally I, I've I've gotten a little bit better at something." Mm-hmm. And then you have to do like a muscle up. You can't do that. And you're like, "Shit." And then you're like, "Oh, I can't do double unders." Oh, can't do a handstand push up. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I can't do a front squat. Oh, oh, can I just deadlift and bench? <laughs> and then, you know, if I go to run, I'm like, yeah, no, you, you, Naomi, you can run. That's your, that's your, just let me bench. Yeah. You can run, Naomi. Go. Yep. <laughs> so there's just so many facets yep. to it. Um, 
And just when you think you have it uh, pretty sorted, you're uh, a whole nother combination of exercise yeah. gets thrown up and just throws everything out the window. Yeah. And, and I think the better you get at CrossFit, the more intensity you bring, yeah, which I, then keeps it at a level where you're... It's crazy because you think, I think 12 months down the track, like you said, I've, I've been four days, minimum four, try and do five, or, you know, try and hit five every week. And then generally, we'll, you know, I can do six. And I am just as flogged mm. after the class as after the day that I started. <laughs> yeah. I think, oh, this, this, is, this is stupid. This is stupid. But, you know, obviously you get, you know, you do have, you, you, God, I hope you'd gotten a little bit fitter. Yeah. But you, you, you lift the heavier weight or yeah. you get a bit faster or you recover a bit faster. Like, whereas I might have been flogged for three hours, mm. whereas, you know, after the stretch, you sort of get up, you wipe yourself down yeah. and you think, oh, you know. I think I the biggest again. thing you notice is how quickly you recover. Yeah. Which is an indication of how much fitter you've become. Yeah. Yeah. But days like, the, you know, when it's 40 degrees and it's a dirty sweat box yeah. and you've just been flogged with... <laughs> bloody John just went through like a month of burpees. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and that, you just, that was to work. That was just recently. Yeah, yeah. And that was to work off everyone's... Um, treating their bodies like an amusement park for, <laughs> amusement. for Christmas, well, New well, Year. I don't drink. I don't drink ever. Um, so drinking isn't my problem over Christmas. It's the cho- ever, the chocolate. I love chocolate, oh, ice I love cream, chocolate, chocolate. Just oh, yeah. Chocolate. But yeah, I don't drink. So if you ever need a, um, I'm always the designated driver everywhere we go. Um, you just don't like the taste, or no, I don't just really like don't the taste. like the feeling. No, no, I just don't physically like the taste. Yeah. Um, I've never liked it. And my dad is lucky to have a beer a year. Really? My mum gets half cut on one West Coast cooler. Yep. Uh, but my brother, holy shit. He makes up for the lot of years. He drank for three generations of family. What an Australian. Yeah, like, like yeah, <laughs> out of control. So, um, yeah, I d- and I'll dance on the table sober. Yeah. I'd rather save my money and wake up the next day. Like, no one generally likes to feel sick mm. when you are genuinely sick. Yeah. No one really likes that. And so I think, why do we work in a job that generally most of us don't want to be there Mm. to then go and waste, you know, hundreds of dollars if people, you know, drinking at home is a bit cheaper, but obviously you go out and, you you know, you blow 200 bucks. Yeah. Which I'm sure is easy for a, you know, boy to go and buy a city at the pub and sink some beers or, I don't know, 10 bucks a beer and then the taxi ride and, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But I think you could work four days a week. Yeah. And not drink and not wake up the next day feeling like shit mm. and get more of your Sunday as opposed to sleeping in. Yeah. Um, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and you, you might have, exp- you know, probably haven't experienced this if you didn't drink, but the, like the, the lads these days, you're paying eight to 10 bucks for a can or, you know, six or seven bucks for a beer. Back in my day, there was a thing called dollar drinks. Did you ever know about that? No, no. we're, oh, we're not that far apart in age. But, um, so you would get smashed off 25 bucks. <laughs> 25 drinks. Yeah, 20, there was dollar drinks, paraleagues, um, and then there were a few other places. But, um, but yeah, dollar drinks. Yeah, yeah. But now... Yeah, yeah two, like, three hundred bucks, easy. Yeah, easy. So I, I, I've talked about five times, um, yep. and I remember, and I, because I don't do any things by halves. So I remember one. I worked down the snow. I was a lifty down the snow. Okay. 
one night I just I decided that I don't know I was just gonna go full noise yeah. and I drank that much I threw up in the bathrooms <laughs> all over the vanity at the LJ nice I but still went to work the next day so I somehow I got home I think my brother was down there for the weekend and so he someone found me and took me home so um, then I got up and I remember sitting on the chairlift and just watching the whole mountain just Sway. go round yeah, and round nice. and round and I just thought I feel like shit and people did you spew again when you no no I don't think so that was just it was it was enough for yeah. it was and I just think yeah people pay good money for yeah. this like this is people oh, do terrible. that every weekend yes that's <laughs> terrible it's stupid no so and I <clears throat> I'm a bit of a control freak so I like to I like to be in control and growing up in Camden because we'd go out in the city or Cronulla like there's no transport like mm. like you said I'm 40 this year so. 20 years ago, there was no Uber. Yep. And besides, out of principle, I'm not paying for a taxi or an Uber. Like, you're going, I'm not paying 100 bucks to get home. Yeah, there's no chance of even getting a taxi to Camden. Yeah. Uh, or they'd want the payment up front. Or, the, or you're worried half the time that the dude's going to pull over somewhere and, mm. you know, buddy, get out a knife or do something because he's taking you in the bush because yep. you've driven an hour out in the country. Yeah. So I just, um, I had, once I'd got my first paying job, the first car I ever bought was a new, brand new Commodore Ute. Oh. So how, I how Australian. <laughs> so you are a top boy. I, I know, and I always had an auto so I could put my foot on the brake and accelerate. And I could do, do burnouts at the front of the. I remember doing a burnout in King Street, and I had I had a boob tube top on. It was a Billabong one. It was sparkly. It was like rainbow coloured, and I had ribbons in my hair, and I had really dark window tinting, and uh, I was doing a burnout. The cops pulled me over. Good. And so, but the, a guy and a girl gets out. So the girl, of course, wind down the window, you know, and so to look in and they're like, yeah. oh, shit, I think they're expecting some young little lebo punk or something, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. You know? Yeah. And he's this little boob tube striped. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, what are you, you know, gave me a bit of a mouthful and, and um, that's a bit stupid and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch. yeah, yeah, anyway. So she leaves. Anyway, so across comes the bloke copper so he's going to be a bit more you know he's like oh you know what's going on here like, oh you know just yeah. doing some entertainment <laughs> you know he's like oh you know i can compensate your car for that and i'm like yeah but you know and he's good like you. good he's on like, you mate you're not going to do it again yeah. are you? i'm like nah and then like the follow i always go to northies on a sunday afternoon <laughs> just be always doing burnouts at the front of northies <laughs> <laughs> <You're a> menace <laughs> So, yeah, I would always take my car and I would always just take one friend. And yeah. it, then it didn't matter what time or what happened, if I'd had enough, I could go home. Yeah. And I still do that now. Even at, when we went to the CrossFit, you know, I'm always happy to take somebody. Yeah. I'm always happy to offer a ride and I'm always happy to take somebody home. Yeah. But you have to go when I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trade. Yeah, mm. if you're over there snooking in the corner with some dude and we're at St. Paddy's Tavern and I want to go home, you're coming home. <laughs> or, both, both of you are coming home. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're fit in the ute. So it was always good. It was just one, yeah, just the two of us, whoever it might be. And yeah, because yeah, public, yeah, you just could, you never get home. Mm. You know, and then it turned That's a bit. That's true. And you know when you get to a point where you, you've had enough? Yep. You know when you like disappeared yep. at the CrossFit party? Yes. Just like, where's Craig? Yep. No. Poof, vanished. 
Yep. Yeah, you'd even home before the bus even arrived. You just made mm-hmm. a choice. I think it was just, or I think it was even before 9 p.m. Mm. Maybe even, oh, about 9 p.m. I had that moment of. Yeah, I want to go home. I need, no, no, I don't want, I need. <laughs> I did because I, I stepped away from the bar and like the mountain was started to spin. That room downstairs at the fever started to move. And I, yeah, I'm, I've been here before. This is my cue. Eject. Yeah. So then, so you'd have to hang around oh, and then, you know, yeah. find a taxi yeah. or find an Uber and then sit in the car. And then, I don't know, I just, yeah, I just like the one I've had enough. Yep. I look after myself and I go home. I'm out of there. Yeah, tap it out. Um, what's your? Do you have any current goals for CrossFit? Yeah, so I just started working on last week. Uh, I want to see if I can do a muscle up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be lots of them, just mm-hmm. one. Yeah, hopefully that's more than awesome. One, but yeah, that's one. good. And then maybe later in the year. Are you um, doing a program for that? No, I just started watching a couple of Shay's little yeah um, thingy. So I yep, did a couple great. jumping off the box, and so I could do that jumping off the box so then I took the box away and I did two green bands mm-hmm. and I almost put myself through the roof I went holy shit yeah maybe two, two greens a bit much so then I did some the other day where I got one green and one black so, nice yeah and that's just from the ground just yeah. like a normal um yeah normal but yeah two green I was like woo. and then eventually you get down to one green yeah so that's what I thought and then one black yeah I'll See if I can do it like that. And then I, I would like to be able to do double unders. Yeah. I can do one. I've got no, I don't, I've got no bounce reflex. I don't know whether that's my knee, left yeah, over from okay. my knee. Like I do one and then I just hit the ground like I'm five ton. And then I just, I can't get back up. Like to yeah. get that spring, to, to keep that constant. That rhythm. Yeah. Like I can jump up and do a double. Like I can skip okay, like singles and, you know, jump rope for heart and, you know, but just that double and then. Boof, I just land and I'm just so heavy and so flat that I just, I can't spring back up to get the next. Yeah. So I've got one. You know, it'd be really cool if you work on double unders and bar muscle ups by the open coming up in October. Oh, October. Okay. Because then you'd be able to do every workout RX. Yeah. Okay. So have that as a goal. Yeah. I try and, um, I try and do RX. Pretty much I do RX, um, in terms of the weights, mm-hmm. like if I can, there's not too much that I. There's yep. a, a few that I might decide to step back. I was snowboarding this last year. I went down with some of the old boys that I hang with, mm-hmm. and um, I it was Sunday afternoon, and I was um, on my board, and I was riding switch because my knee was getting a bit tired, and and I think just everything was getting a bit tired, and then I just lost concentration, and I just ate it. I stacked it so hard. <laughs> Just arms, legs. Yeah. You know, when you got snow in your goggles. Yep. I've seen, you know, it's bad when you got snow in your goggles. And stars in your head. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just, and it was uh, even like on a ramp down to um, like a well tracked ramp. So it was quite hard as well. Yep. And yeah, I just licked it. I licked it hard. Um, and I hurt my wrist and I, and I was sort of holding it. And then a couple of weeks went by and it was still sore. And mm. then I, um, then I went to the physio and he said, oh, yeah, could have done something, but we'll give it another couple of weeks. And then I ended up, I said, mate, this is, I can't even, you know, it was effective just holding the bar skiing. And mm. I, um, it was when it was back in that bent position. Yep. So straight was okay. So I started doing all my, I still do them, all my um, burpees on my fists yeah. and 
I just had to keep it straight. You so, had a wrist guard there for a while, didn't you? Yeah, so it turns out I had an MRI <coughs> and I had a partial tear of the TFC, THC, T something, something, the, near the little knobby, bony bit on okay. the outside. Yeah, so he said, so I went back into the physio after the scan and he said, how is it? And I said, it's actually getting a bit better. I've been wearing the guard for everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Where there's been, you know, cleans, I'll swap it for deadlifts. Yep. I didn't didn't stop, but I just changed, you know. And he said, well, I'm glad to hear that. He said, because you didn't know. He said, if you hadn't said that it wasn't get, I was going to put you in a cast. I was uh. like, oh, <laughs> cast? I can't ski. <laughs> like water ski, what are you doing? Yeah. Shit, you can't do that. And he said, you, you're lucky. You've been skiing with a shopping bag yeah. tied over your car like, so keep shit. it dry. Well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't make a fist. Yeah. So I couldn't, ho- I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kept with the kept with the guard and kept, dialed the weights back or, you know, switched it out wherever I could. How is it now? Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's why I probably, that's the one thing I've still got. Terrible, terrible mobility <laughs> through my wrists, ankles, and uh, sort of probably through my back. So my front squat is yeah, a bit garbage. Um, but just holding that the bar, I don't even know how people move their elbows off their rib cage, <laughs> let alone <laughs> then bend their their you know they bend their wrist back so far. Um, yeah. So I, sometimes I yeah either have light weights or I do a, a stupid little you know cross arm thing at the front oh, yeah. and hold the bar yeah. up on my. Yeah. Um, you know, you might just really tight thoracic and tight lats that don't allow your front rack to come through. Yeah, it's. But there's so much, just kind of like skiing. Like there's so much to. Yeah. You think, right, I'll, I'll work on that. And then you work on that. And then the gymnastics goes. Or you yep. think, right, I'll work on the gymnastics. And then the strength goes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and if you're only here for an hour a week and you're just following. You know, it's not a specific program, just whatever John's, you know, obviously organised for his sort of program as opposed to a yeah. strength training or, yeah. you know, so you think, all right, well, the strength is gone, but I've got a, I've got a, you know, a muscle up or, you know, a chin up or something. And then, because I learnt the or kipping. Double unders yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, shit, I can't skip properly. And, oh, you know. So yeah. you just keep coming back trying to chase yeah. your tail. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah, end up, you can chase too many rabbits. Yeah. At one time, and then obviously, yeah, don't end up catching any. Yeah. But I think it's just a patience game, and you just work on, just work on your weaknesses, and do as much as you can. When you, I think you just got to do what you can when you can. Yeah. Mm. Well, like I can kip now for the pull-ups. Yeah. So I never used to be able to do that. So I can do that, but I figured out because I don't wear the little hand glovey strappy things. So I know now the limits of my hands. If we have because John likes to put, he likes to put kipping or pull-ups with toes to bar. And so I now I've learned I can't do both. I either have to pick one or I'll pull my hands apart. Yep. So I let the toes to bar go and I just do sit-ups. Mm-hmm. But I've been enjoying the kipping, you know, pull-ups. Yep. Do you but, do hanging, knees, hanging knee raises? Yeah, yeah, but I still find just hanging onto just the bar. Hang, yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm not, I'm not a lightweight. Um, so there's almost 80 kilos hanging on the bar that I just think, no, nah, I'll just give it up altogether. Yeah. And then I can do really good pull-ups. Yeah. And then just let my hands rest when it's, or if there's no pull-ups, then I can just do the, you know, work on the toaster bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's you, good. You can't, you can't win it all. No. Um, Especially when you're old. <laughs> hey, watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
What's your advice to someone who might be listening that's thinking of doing CrossFit and just hasn't quite made the leap yet? Oh, look, it, it is a bit daunting in terms of, I don't know whether all CrossFits are like it. Like your clientele here, probably, I don't know, 70% is under 30. Mm. Um, yep. there, there's some decent bodies down there. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's afraid to take their shirt off. Um, so it it does look a bit scary from the outside but I do say to people everything can be modified like Mm. I said if you can't do toes to bar you can do hanging knee raises if you can't do hanging you can just do sit ups you know if you can't you know like I said even if you can't do that move altogether then you can just you know change the move like no one turns around you know it's not like a combat class where if you're not kicking and punching at the same you know you're standing like a little bit of a freak saying, dude, you, you know, what are you doing? You've got to keep up. You've got to do the same thing or you've got to – whereas here, you know, 50% of the time probably someone's carrying an injury or, or mm. has to modify something and, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's it's whether it's a short-term thing, whether it's, you know, something with rehab, whether it's just got a niggle for the week and you want to give your back a rest or – Yeah. I think that sort of it's, – it's very welcoming. I like the fact that, you know, you as an owner stand at the door. You know, you know the person's name. Generally, hopefully, it's not just about sex, money, and power. Yeah, that was a good conversation. So, um, whereas, you know, a big oasis, like you said, if you've got a problem, you can come say, hey, Craig. Yeah. Because when you ask me today, what can we make better about CrossFit? We need a fan in that goddamn corner. Jesus Christ, you're going to kill us. Yeah. So, you know, whereas if you had said that (laughs) in Oasis, the the bureaucratic bullshit red tape that yep. you would have to go through through 15 levels of people to try and get a fan installed through 10 contractors mm. would be horrendous. Yeah. You know? So to be able to say, oh, look, you know, hi, you know, I really like, or to John, you know, whether, I mean, I've never really, we always say what we don't like, but, um, you know, oh, can we do a week of something somehow? Yep. Can we fit that into the program or is that something we, you know, being able to have that sort of contact with the person who runs the joint, mm. um, you know, and like you said, that someone actually knows your name, takes yeah. the time to take an interest and say hi. And you can't um, – it is true, people are like cult – I mean, community. Um, yeah. But I think it's the fact that you can't escape. Mm. So, you know, you go somewhere and, oh, they're doing the weights and they're doing the cycle class and they're doing this and they're doing this. And, you know, you don't really see the same sort of people. I mean, sometimes if you're doing the same weights and the same afternoon and you say the same, you know. Yeah. But here, you can't. there's nowhere to hide. You can't go in the corner and hide and you can't, you know, it, it's the same box, the same four walls, you know, and it is good if there's 20, 30 people. Yeah. You know, there, there's an energy. It's a and good there's, energy. Yeah. Yeah. It and does force you to actually communicate with other people. Yeah. And, and you, 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 because you, you sort of do similar moves and, you know, you do have the little, the program where you can write stuff in, to, you know, you yeah. keep track of if you've gotten better, you know, like I would never, you know, maybe I changed my weights a few times in pump, but generally, you know, you're not really changing, you know, mm. or, or Combat, you know, oh, did I kick a bit harder today or did I yeah. kick a bit harder? Like, you know that you worked out and, and got sweaty and had some fun, but it wasn't as measurable yes. as what CrossFit is. Yeah. We're, we're going to actually start doing benchmarks again. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. so I want to do that. I want to do death race. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not many people say, I want to do death race. But yeah, so benchmarks are a great way that we can actually measure whether you're getting fitter, faster, stronger by comparing the exact same workout. And then you can compare yourself with other people globally if you want by doing the benchmarks. So that's something we're going to be introducing very soon. I wanted to do death race before I went went on holidays three weeks ago. So I had two weeks off. So I had a week of... Uh, down at Kayama and then I had a week of skiing at the Nationals and then I had a week back here yep. and then obviously missed the next three days because of flooding. But I thought, oh, I should have got that in because it was almost on 12 months. Yeah. And I think we did death race about August. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, what is it, 10 cows? 10, ca- 10 cows on the assault bike, yeah, 10, 10 burpees, and then f- five rounds for time. As fast as possible, yeah. As fast as possible, yeah. I think it took me atrociously, I think it was eight minutes, 56. Right. And I thought, oh, that's one of the ones. I think I've only done a couple of the benchmark. I did, We did that, um, the uh, maybe Snatch one, and I did RX. Okay. Snatch. We've done Grace a few times Is that here. One? What, what, what's that that's one? a clean and jerk, though. Oh, um, um, oh sorry. Cl- uh, yeah, clean and press. Oh, maybe it was clean and press. I just remember it was overhead. Yep. And, and it was heavy. And it's you had to Grace. do. Because we've done that a couple of times. Yeah, okay. We've done Fight Gone Bad twice. Um, we've done Fran. Yeah, yeah. Just thrusters and pull-ups. Oh, nah, nah. I think it might have been Grace. Yeah. But even the death race, you start and you go, oh, you know, 10 cows, 10 babies. Yeah. <laughs> Should be there, mate. Yeah. Half of the first round, you're like, fuck me. <laughs> when is this over? There's four rounds to go. <laughs> Shit. Um, uh. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to go quickly back to the water skiing because I want people to know where you are now. So after your ACL, yep. So you got at, back on the water. Yep, I did my return to sport assessment at nine months. Yep, and I passed. Of course, I did. Yes. Um, and even the surgeon, he was like, I had no doubts. I said, well, let's hope. Thank God. Um, so I that was on Tuesday, the tenth of March. Yep. I had my first ski on the Saturday, four days later. What was that feeling like? It was good. Yeah. I was very, um, <laughs> I was like porky pig and I Were you was nervous? like, no, not too bad. I had a ski with the old boys. They yep. organized a ski for me and uh, we went two up together. Yep. Um, my, my favorite Paso. And um, yeah, I just stood in a straight line, nothing crazy. Yeah. I didn't even go for very long. My feet were already burning and I let go of the rope. I'm like, woo But I swear I, I just stood up and, and the old guy that I ski with, he can do, you know, 13, 15 minutes, like ridiculous. The best I've done since I've come back is two minutes and nine seconds, just standing in a straight line. Wow. And uh, I swear I just stood up and then I was ready to throw. I was already tired. And he was like, <laughs> what do you mean? We've just stood up. I'm like, oh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> So we had like two more runs of that and I'm like, I'm good boys. I'm getting in the boat. I've eaten too much chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I love chocolate. Uh, so I, yeah, so then I, uh, that was um, March. Mm-hmm. So I. 2019. Yes. March. Yep. So then I um, just started sort of regularly trying to get back to ski, maybe yep. once a fortnight, once a. Once a month, once a fortnight, and then it sort of gets cold. And mm-hmm. the old boys that I ski with, they don't care. They ski three days a week, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, every week of the year. No matter what the cold is. Logs in the river, floods. Like I said, they went out on Wednesday. They just they were having withdrawals, so they thought it's still half flooded, but they'll just go and check the river, and and maybe that'll get a ski in. And they mm. they did. 
There's so much debris in the wood, in the river. So what the? F- they're crazy. So one of them is an old concreter, and he's got feet that are like concrete, like leather. Yeah. And he was skiing along, and he was like, "Oh, maybe do I feel something? No. Let's go. He's got a lure." Just stuck in his foot. Oh, but his shit. feet are that thick. He just he just doesn't even know that he's uh, he's catching fish while he's skiing. Yeah. So um, yeah. Wow. So they um, yeah. So they, yeah, lots of skiing. So then I not as crazy as them. I don't want it as much. I, I will survive if I because we used to pack the boat away in sort of. May, June, yep. and then Dad would take, and he still does. He takes layup insurance for June, July, August. Mm-hmm. So um, the boat can sit at home. It's insured if something happens at home, but you just don't take it on the water. Yeah, uh, those boys are like lay up, lay up. We don't lay up the boat. Yeah. God. And one of the guy, the main guy, escaped. He's got two to pick from. He's like, oh God, no. Um, so he, uh, yeah. So then I, I sort of only skied once every month, maybe. Yeah, maybe once a month for. a you know, sort of June, July-ish. Yeah. And then started to come out the other end at August, September. So, yeah, back into the swing of things. So I think I had first sort of local tournament in uh, October, had one in November, had one in December. And you went pretty well in them? Yeah, so I've climbed back up to the – so because I'm old now, I'm over 35. <laughs> um, Again, watch yourself. <laughs> so there's juniors and then obviously opens. So, yeah. um, and then there's seniors over 35. So at the moment I have the number one spot in the world for over 35s for Salem. Um, Fantastic. I have um, second for jump. So at least every time I jump. So I jumped the first tournament or the guy who coaches me now for jump chats – he kept saying to me, all right, Donna, it's, it's time. We're, we're running out of time because the world titles this year are in April back yep. at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And so our nationals are usually in April. So because they thought it'd be too, too hard on the volunteers and the people on their leave to have a week of nationals, a week off, and then a week of the world titles. Yeah. So they, for the first time ever, they moved the nationals three and a half months early to back to January. So it's kind of like in the middle of our season, you know, we're yep. only just getting started and it was nationals. It was like, God, no, I'm not ready yet. Stop yep. it. Yeah. So Chats has said to me, Donna, come on, we time's running out. You need to get back on the jump. And I'm like, no, really? Do we? Do we? Come mm-hmm. on, do we? Can't we just, you know, <laughs> he's going. And the only reason I still have to jump, want to jump, is that you can't win the overall without it. Yep. So each person that wins, regardless of their score, is given a thousand points and then everybody else divides into that score. Right. So then you might get, you know, if you jumped 10 meters and the next person jumps 8.8, they get 180 points. Okay. So I could take out first in tricks and asylum, but if I didn't jump, I wouldn't win You're the overall. Giving away a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and there's not too many, there's only about 10 girls that jump over 35. So there's not a big crew of us in Australia. No, in the world. In the world. Yeah. Wow. There's more in the middle, but the oldies, they, you know, you're meant to get smarter as you get older and think, yeah, you know, should I really be jumping? <laughs> you know, there's no fame. There's no money. Yeah. Is it worth it? And it's barefoot too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I've only got little feet and nine toes. So, um, <laughs> so he said to me, all right. So I didn't tell my family because I didn't want to hear the pitching. So um, I said, all right, let's go. So I said, so the first couple of jumps I inverted again just on the boom, but holding onto that solid pole, it's 
it's you know it's easy. Yeah. It's you know, it's good. It's safe. It's yeah. easy for it's a world. comfort. It's, it's easy you know, for a world champion. Yeah. It's just it's a memory, you know, it's it's good. But then I had to get off the boom, the solid boom, and get onto the handle. And I said, look, I'm not going to invert. I've only got eight weeks. I don't really want to invert again. Um, it, yeah, there's no point. Mm. There's probably a chance that I potentially could hurt myself again. And I don't want to take to my risk, you know, like yep. I don't need it to be able to win it. And like I said, I don't want it to interrupt the rest of my life. You know, I can't go to CrossFit, can't get out of the car, can't pick up the great, you know, it's not worth it. So yep. I said, I'll just go old style <laughs> up and over. And so the first jump, I swear it was feet to feet. It was about six meters. I swear I could have just jumped backwards. It was so small. Um, and Jats is laughing and he was like, you really weren't joking that you were just going to go up and over. I said, I told you. Yep. So then, um, I did two of those and they were both safe. And um, he said, all right, are you ready for some rope? And I said, yeah, no. And he said, yeah, I think you are. He said, you've got to jump long line. So a handle is only five foot long, yep. the little handle that goes onto the boom, um, whereas a normal uh, rope is 75 foot. Okay. So plus your handle, so that makes 80 foot. So, um, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's time for some rope. I'm like, where you go. God, shit. So, yeah, did the long line, made it up and over, and I said, thank you, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> and he goes, that's okay, you've you've done one, you know, we know you can go back up and over, you're okay. Yeah. So then I jumped once at the little local tournament because um, you have to have one in tournament before you can ski in the nationals. Do the nationals, yeah. So I just jumped 9.4 which was still the best of all the girls. Um, but I said, yeah, thank you. Just swam in. Yeah. <laughs> Done one. Thanks. <laughs> Nothing's broken. <laughs> and that's what we aim for these days. It's all um, about preservation at yeah. this age. And um, then the next tour, then the nationals in the first round, I jumped 9.7. So that was all right. And then I jumped 10 meters, the second jump. So I said, oh, thank you. I've just, you know, cracked double digits. Yep. Um, the other lady only jumped 7.8. Um, she's a, it's 20 kilos lighter, a lot smaller frame. Mm. Um, so, and she hasn't been carrying the kettlebells like I have. <laughs> so, um, it's working. Yeah. So I jumped 10. So I just, I swam in. And then the second round, because each round you get three jumps. Yeah. Um, and so the second round, and it's hard because you think, no, 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 I'll just, I'll just go up and over. And sometimes my brain wants to wander and think it's terrible, but it thinks you're going to trip you're going to trip and you're going to hit it and, or you're going to hurt yourself. Mm. And then the other half of my brain is like, shut up, stop it. Yeah. Don't think like that. You know, just don't look at the jump. Just look over the jump. You know, what, what good is it thinking like that? <laughs> That's you know, what but, I said before. The mental games yeah. is so important. The little brain need, just. Yeah. You need that confidence. Yeah. And- so luckily though, when I put my helmet on, <clears throat> which I'm the only one that has a pink helmet, I've had it specially spray painted. Um, and I and I get and I I do my start and I get outside the wash and I always tap my helmet on my head making sure it's on secure. Yeah. And I do a few little things with my hands and then that brain fortunately kicks over. Yes. It, it takes over. So and and it wants to jump. I want to jump. So I you know I start to deweight and I st- instead of just riding up and over that that old part of me just. Wants to come out. Yeah. You know? yep. I'm like, get back in the box. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I ended up jumping. So the second round, I I thought, oh, I'll just 
see if I can go as big as I can and I missed the first jump and then my coat or chats I was looking for him on the bank and I said um he said just bring your feet back a little bit mm-hmm. and it's funny you know when you feel like probably in here and someone says you know move your arms or do something and you feel like you've moved it by 500 mil you know yeah, yeah. and and it's like five mil yeah and he said just just bring your feet back underneath you just just a fraction and when you go on a long like you said, and the jump's coming, all you want to do is lean away from it backwards yeah. thinking, oh God, I don't want to be anywhere near this thing. Mm-hmm. And so to bring your feet back underneath you, it feels like it almost wants to trip you forward a bit, but it doesn't. When you look at it from the side, I swear I'd moved it at five mil, <laughs> uh, but I went and I jumped 11.1. So wow. that was the biggest that I jumped since coming back. Yep. And, um, and that was the biggest one in the tournament for all the girls. So, um, I thought, ah, I'll have another go. So I did all three jumps and then the next jump was only 10.3 or something. So at least every time I jump, I get a bit bigger. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I said, all right, I'm done. So that, the biggest in the world at the moment for the over 35s is 11.7. So I'm not far behind with 600 mil. Um, And then look, obviously for us, they're little jumps, you know, for the person who doesn't ski, you know, jumping is... You know, um, you know, something different and, you know, probably yeah. complex. And, but when you're in the sport, like anything, you know, you sort of think, mm. oh, God, this, I could jump so much bigger. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just got to be happy with, you know, yeah. you know, no injuries. I'm like, yay, no injuries. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so you finish nationals um, for over 35s, number one in Australia. Yeah. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. It was uh, close. I don't like losing. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so Katrina, Katina, um, she has been chipping away for the last couple of years, whereas yep. I've obviously had some time off. So she's she's yeah, yeah chipping right at my heels. You. Yeah, yep. I even had to to the point where I had to do some calculations and think, shit, if I don't, because she, I slalom terribly. Oh, like slalom's my favourite event, and now and I, I slalom, I slalom like a pig. It was terrible. I don't know what happened, and. Um, so she had slalomed to PB. So we had slalomed the same. So the thousand points both went to us. Mm. She had actually tricked a bit better than me. Um, Cause, but I had tricked the best that I'd tricked since coming back. So I couldn't trick any better than what, yeah. it's just that she's, you know, better at that at the moment. So that's okay. Um, so yeah, I, I was behind on that one mm-hmm. and then it came, it came down to jump. And so, yeah, she's, um, yeah, a much smaller frame and... and um, Lucky you started jumping. Yeah, I thought, holy shit. I thought if she can trick more, yep. if she's got something in the bag from her first round, mm-hmm. I thought, I'm almost in trouble. Yeah. Um, I haven't come second It's in. good to have that competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm at the scoreboard like I was 20 years ago thinking, I said, shit, how do you work out this overall stuff? You know, I was a kid last time, you know, and they're yeah. like, you divide that one by that one. And I was like, phew. I'm still just, in front. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the Nationals finished. So they picked the squad for the Aussie team. Yeah. So they picked a junior team. Um, so they picked seven and they're going to only take four. So they're going to cut three. Um, in the Opens, um, they took eight and they'll only take six. Mm-hmm. And in the Seniors, they took five and they'll only take four. Right. So one of us is going to be cut. Right. So. Um, what are your chances of being in the four? Good. I just hope that I can just keep myself in front of, yeah. you know. And so obviously we wanted to be able to start training um, straight away ASAP. Um, we've got eight weeks today till it starts. Mm. 
And of course, there's no water to ski on because yeah. it's all flooded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. You're too much water. I know. <laughs> it's like, shit. You know, I can't ski in the Hawkesbury. Yeah. Liverpool's come back down, but we're going there on the weekend. A bit of a working beat to, to clean up and, and okay. um, they've got a boat coming in with a depth sounder because yep. now we just don't know what's underneath. Like, yep. We've been there, like you said, for 30-odd years. Um, we've had cars, we've had cows, we've had one dead body. Ugh. She uh, even left a stain on the boat ramp when they pulled her up on the boat ramp. She was in a bag. Yeah. Um, they throw all sorts of stuff in the Georges. There's a lot of um, stuff in the, in the rivers. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of sites, like yep. Liverpool's one of the – probably top three sites to, to barefoot on the world. Mm. Um, it's closed waters. You have to have a key to get in there. Um, it's narrow. It's pretty much always flat. Yeah. Um, we love, yeah, Liverpool. So we're quite quite good to be. That's my normal, you know, training site. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they'll clear it on the weekend and then yep. we can start getting some training in. Well, good luck, mate. Thank you. Um, I know time's... I've got a couple more questions. Go for it. Do you have to pick the kids up? No, no, it's all right. They're over right. dancing. You can you can actually see them from here. Yeah, yeah. That That's what I want to ask you about, family. Yep. So married kids. Yep, so married at 25. Yeah. Uh, married for six months and said, this is a bit boring. What do we do now? <laughs> all right, let's have kids. You just have kids? Yep. So we had Abby. Um, so she is now 13. Yep. And... Uh, to there's just one month under three years between them. So then um, Zoe came along. Mm-hmm. Zoe, um, there was a chance that she was going to have Down syndrome. Okay. Um, the scan came back not very good. Um, so we had an amnio because we're not the type of people that have patients for special needs children. Um, you know, there are some beautiful people out there yep. that are just – their nature is amazing. Yes. Um, I'm not one of those. Yeah. Um, if something happens to your child, well, then that's something that, mm. you know, you have to deal with. Yeah. But for me and for us and as a family, if there was something wrong, then we'd want to know. Yeah. It wasn't anything wrong. I had Namia. She just had a fat head. <laughs> it's got a soccer ball head like a dad. Thick neck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's now 10. Do you give her a bit of stick about it now? No, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I remember almost passing out because I had a dude practicing, trying to get the big long needle in, and then I, I was almost going to oh, be man, sick. Oh, man, that's one thing you don't want people practicing on. Yeah, and so we ended up, um, they were like, oh, get out of the way, and the professor or the, the dude came in and found the hole and punched it in and, yeah. Pulled it out and Jesus, um, yeah, found that she was normal. She just had a <laughs> she was okay. <laughs> well, sometimes I think she's not normal, but, you know, <laughs> special, special the kids are sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're, yeah, two girls, um, yeah, they both ski, um, because mm-hmm. like you said, you don't ski, you don't join the family, yeah. Um, they don't compete or anything, or you know, they have a little go of barefooting on the boom, but. It's more the social yep. side down the river and the kids tube and play and, you know, build sandcastles. Mm. Does yeah. your husband ski? Yes, because, again, no yep. ski, yep. no family. So he um, had a go on two skis and two skis are cumbersome and they, they float everywhere. And generally, you know, my dad has a size five foot. Yeah. Five, like tiny, little yep. foot. Um, so the skis are always too small and then the life, you know, it's just terrible. Yeah. So we ended up... Um, buying him his own suit, getting his own ski, and then um, he just 
put on one ski and said, I'm never putting on two skis again. And then he just learnt and then that was it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so sometimes he's the first one dressed. He'll head out with my brother. They'll put some turbo boosters, the little JD, yeah. you know, those t- double shot in yes. the little baby can. They call them turbo boosters. Yeah, I like put, it. Yeah, they'll put some like, little turbo boosters in their suits and yeah. then just head out for a screen, crack the little turbo booster really? while they're skiing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, and I'm always driving because I'm sober. <laughs> always driving. Drive, drive, drive. What's your normal week like in terms of family? In t- like what are the girls doing with now? So School, Zoe, yeah, what do so, they do for uh, extracurricular activities? Abby's in year eight and Zoe's in year five. Uh-huh. And uh, Zoe, little rocket zot, she dances over here at Raw three days a week from four till seven, mm-hmm. um, which I know that you'd like to move, but it's very convenient. Mm. Um and Abby has now started – Abby does silks and um, the lira, which is the hoop. Um, she was over at Raw and she has her own silk and hoop at home hanging from the middle of the shed. Yep. Um, but she's just about to start next door at Sydney Pole. Okay, cool. Yeah, so she might do two afternoons a week, um, kids pole, and there's an intermediate lira that, okay. yeah, that she she's might do. A, it is pretty convenient, I isn't know. it? <laughs> So I said, it just works. I work in Windsor. I can come to Richmond and have everybody yep. in the same complex, um, yep. you know, because I, I work till, yeah, generally I work till quarter past five or so trying to get the kids anywhere. So I have another mum that picks the kids up for me we, when we split the drop off and pickups. Okay. Um, cool. What do you do for work? I'm a building surveyor or mm-hmm. accredited certifier. So I do residential approvals, building approvals up mm-hmm. to two-story houses, sheds, pools, um, for Hawkesbury Council. That's all right. <laughs> we won't hold it against you. <laughs> Thanks. And and don't come and ask me for stuff. Yeah, don't come and ask for any building <laughs> advice. I, you know, yeah. No, the answer's no. All right? No. Uh, what, what's a typical week like for you at work? Um, I, we do inspections. Um, so like your framing and – or actually I don't like framing inspections. Um, so I went out and did a steel inspection today on a big house, um, you know, waterproofing. I'll do a couple of site inspections. I visit every site before I approve my DA, so I am going to see your stuff. Just heads up, right? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, trying to do a few approvals every week. Um, yeah. Okay. But I'm hoping that I don't have to be there much longer. I'm trying to join New South Wales Fire and Rescue. Mm. Love to be a fire. How's that going? So um, – just waiting for the next intake. Yeah. It wasn't successful last year, uh, but that's okay. We'll you try a, again. You got a fair way through, didn't you? No, no. I um, The cognitive te- – that, that computer testing, it's yep. um, – Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's But, you know, it's the process, so we need to learn to play the game or figure out how to score better. Yeah. Um, I am going to make an application next week um, – I had a tip from one of my applicants that uh, the fireys for the airport yes. are about to – and I looked on their website last night and, yeah, it opens on the 15th in a couple of days. Go for it. Yeah, so I'll try them. Yep. Um, do you need a reply? Um, the, I just need to maybe tell them where I am and then they can sit down the bottom. Go for it, mate. Is that all right? Yeah. Holy shit, I'm not going to be able to talk. So, so the kids are right. Had to just run downstairs, yeah, saw yeah. them out. They love playing on the ring. So anytime that there's nobody here, um, yeah. I, and and you guys don't mind, um, that yeah, the, we don't they're, mind. they're swinging like monkeys off those rings. Yeah. 
Um, how long have you been at the council for? Uh, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So um, after working in the aquatic centre, I sort of figured out that I didn't really want to work weekends anymore. I wanted to be able to go and ski and play on yeah. weekends. Yeah. Um, so I just went to a boring office job and mm-hmm. I thought, and it was in Windsor. So I worked 8.30 to 4.30 and I thought I could be at the boat ramp by 8, 4.35. You know, yep. money is money is good, but happiness is yeah. Happiness is where you want to be. Yeah. Um, what made you choose what you did? Building, surveying, and well, I so I ended up doing this office job for a couple of years, and yep. then I fell pregnant uh, with Abby, and I had fifteen months off, and then I went for a job. It was just admin um, okay. in the for customer service. Right. So I and I didn't get the job. There was when I went in for the job. It turned out there was, when I applied, there was one job, one position. And then I, um, when I got in there, they said, actually, someone else has left. There's now two positions available. Okay. Um, I thought, oh, that's good. Yeah. And then it got down to three of us. And uh, there was a lady, Elizabeth, who there was uh, a lady they picked first and they took her and then it was down between the two of us. And Elizabeth was, um, you know, had worked all her life. She had no children. She... um, you know, I thought, man, this for me, there's no pick, mate. You, why don't you just take her? You know, she's got no snivelling kids, you know. Um, so they, in the end, they did decide, they took Elizabeth and they rang me and said, oh, look, I'm sorry. You've been unsuccessful, but, um, you know. You've, you've got kids. You Yeah, good luck, you know. <laughs> that afternoon. We're not they, taking on that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. That afternoon, they rang me back and said, actually, the boss has resigned today. Um would you like to come in and be the boss and you know <laughs> yeah it um and said you can pretty much pick the hours you want and the days that you want because it's going to be casual you know wow i said oh radio can i have wednesday thursday friday and uh yeah so life's about opportunity yeah. isn't it and then they then i started there and then the other two over the years uh Elizabeth got um, sick. She got murdered in urine disease. Okay. Um, so that wasn't uh, fantastic. Um, and the other girl uh, left and I'm still there. there winner, winner, are. chicken dinner. <laughs> um, and so I was customer service for the building section. And one of the seniors is a woman. And um, so we only used to have sort of help on the phones between 8.30 and 10.30. And then after that, you got us. You got customer service at the building section. Um, so she said you wouldn't be a bad building surveyor. And I was like, no. And then I thought, oh, I don't actually mind, you know, this stuff, you know, because I'd already see the environment that I was in. Mm. So I thought, oh, I suppose I'm like, I don't know, 35 or something. Yeah. I thought, is this it? Am I just sitting here for the next 40 years? Mm. Is this it? Is, is this the most I'm out to in terms of working life, you know? Yeah. I thought, surely not. God, I fucking hope not. Um, so I went and did a diploma of building surveying. And I remember, so it's been 17 years since I studied. Mm. And I remember the first test in at the TAFE, I sat there and cried like a baby. Really? Oh, God. The overwhelming feeling of what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And you know when you open something and you're just looking at all the pages thinking, I don't. I don't know anything. What am I doing? What, yep. what, I'm just a customer service chick. What am I doing trying to be a building surveyor? This is a joke. This is stupid. What am I doing? Yeah. And then I took, uh, I left, like I, I went into the bath, you know, they came in and they said, would you, and I was like, oh. and I thought, no, I just need to regain myself. So I went back 
And then I just slowly went through and picked out the things that I did know. Yep. I ended up getting 74 or something for the first one anyway. Wow. Um, and then I went on to top the state in the the, the building surveying program anyway. Um, what are you worried about? <laughs> I just remember sitting there crying. The tears were just rolling down my face. I thought, oh, what a useless bastard. What am I doing here? Um, but I was very fortunate to work in – I don't think you do what – like study when not being in there, having the people around you, having the examples around you, having, you know, the stuff around you. It's, yeah, it's yeah. you know, it was invaluable. Having that that life experience of the job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so now six years in, um, I realised, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Just the, the, the burden that you wear being the certifier, the draftsman can draw it wrong and there's no accountability. The DA planner can approve it and there's not really much accountability. But the certifier, you certified it. It's like an engineer, you know, mm. your insurance, we, you know, it's $1,500 a year every year to keep your accreditation and, and then you have to do 30 hours. So it's almost five grand to keep your accreditation every yep. year. And people are always trying to sneak stuff past you because they think your rules are stupid or why do we have to do that? Why do we have to put stickers on the windows and why do we have to do, you know, whatever it might be. You're just trying to cut corners. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, and <clears> if you're not on top of that and then like if you're a fire specialist, you just deal with fire. If you're an access special, you know, just dis- with disability or whereas a building surveyor, you've got to know you know, a little bit of waterproofing, a little bit of carpet, you know, a little the engineering, the survey, you know, I have to do pool fencing. You, you have to spread yourself so thin that mm. sometimes it's not a good environment knowing that generally what you do isn't good enough to the public. You, yeah. You're never fast enough. Yeah. And then if you're too fast, like my boss was always waiting for me. He said, Donna, you can't keep, you can't have them all. You can't have speed, accuracy and volume. Mm. One's got to go. Sounds like CrossFit. Yeah. He said you, you can either be accurate and then you're slower and you, then you don't have the volume. Mm. You know, if you're faster, you know, you, 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 you keep the numbers up, but then sometimes something will, will slip. He said you, you, can't, you can't have them all. But that's what people yep. want. People want They want everything. To, yeah, you want to be able to do it as fast. Yep. They want you to do, do it right and they want you to do it cheap. Mm. You know, so we can't charge accordingly. You know, we're, we're set by state fees. So it doesn't matter whether you're in Bathurst or Balmain, you'll pay the same fee for, you know, a $300,000 application or whether it's a, a, a $50,000 or a $5,000 carport, you, you pay $110. $110 for it to come in through the front counter to be, you know, assessed at that time into the record system around to our initial review, me to do a site visit, do my whole thing for $110. bucks. we have already yeah. lost the money before we... Watch the thing. Yeah. And the government sets those fees. So like a private company, you can't turn around and say, no, well, actually, it's a three. And, and that thing could be th- – I can travel three hours and 20 minutes. I can travel an hour and 40 minutes, catch two ferries and be my own council and I have to charge the same price as the job in Bly Park. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then like you said, the people are screaming because, you know, they can't get enough work. Mm. So, well, did you want to pay for that hour and 40 minute or three-hour round trip that I've wasted because I've driven all the way out there and I've – done what I'm legally required and then I spend five minutes out and drive back. Would the process be made easier if there were more of you? Yes. Yeah, because there would just be less – you would have less numbers yeah. so you could get through them faster. Yeah. How many of our building certifiers are there for Hawkesbury Council? Uh, we only have – we have four. We have three plus the boss at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we've advertised three. So all those DAs 
Oh, those. no. So then there's planners yep. that we, we certify. We issue the construction certificates to be able to build yep. as well as the DA and then your inspections and things like that, whereas the DA planners, they just do DA only. Right. So you can then they can then go to a private certifier if they'd like um, and go get their construction certificate. So okay. we can offer the same thing. Yeah. Um, How many cases do you carry at any one time? Uh, at the moment, I think I've got about 28 and they can go anywhere from 28 to about 40. And the recommendation is that you generally don't have more than 20. Wow. Like in state terms, you know, they say yeah. 20 is plenty. Best practice yeah, is 20. But none of us generally are cracking below 20 ever Yeah. on top of all the other stuff and, yeah. and, and the travel driving around the joint. Because mm. um, you think if I don't turn up and you go out there and they've knocked over 55 trees or brought in 10 tonne of fill or have already started the work. Mm. So you can't take that risk. You need to go out to site. Yeah. So I just think that, yeah, it, it's fine, but I don't think it's for me for the next 30 odd years. Yeah, fair um, enough. Having to I think a lot of people are in a similar of- boat. They're, they question what they're doing mm. a lot. Um, if the fireies doesn't work out, what's what's do you have a plan B? No. Okay. I'll just keep just chugging along. Chug along until the fire. I'm in yeah. a truck. Yeah. yeah until I'm in good. a blue uniform or a red truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that I've hopefully, oh, look, I'm in a male dominated industry now. There's less than 10% of us. I'm in a male dominated sport. You know, I, I swear like a pirate. I, uh, I can back a trailer. Um, uh, you know, I like a team. Yeah. I want to be able to help people and, you know, not having that repetition. I mean, you can have repetition of the similar things, mm. but you, you know, the day will always change. You never know. And look, there'll be some things that you can't unsee, and I'm sure that there's mm. emotional trauma that goes with that. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, there's you know, it's like um, um, Anya was saying that you know, generally there's some systems and and processes or procedures that you might be able to go to or do that can help you out with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that yeah, attending to people in their time of need. Um, you know, showing an emotional intelligence, you know, and hopefully achieve where you can a positive outcome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got to be a bit rewarding, hasn't it? Because yeah. surely there's got to be more to life than <clears throat> you'd. But you'd make a good fiery. Um, you would enjoy that. Anyone who works in frontline emergency services knows you. You show up to work, you don't know what you're going to face for that day, mm. and that is an attraction in itself. Yeah. Um, Instead of just going, oh god, here we go. Here's the same files. Yeah. Like I've done, we keep a spreadsheet, and I have easier jobs, but I have more volume. So in the last five years, I keep. I've just done over a thousand DAs. It's just the same, you know, explaining the same, you know, and sometimes you can explain the same thing over to the same company mm. that should know better. Yeah. That's you know, luck. <laughs> so I think yeah, look, that bit of variety. Um, yeah. You know, something where it's you know, probably a bit more rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to, to create that little bit of mental Well, I hope you spark. get in. I hope that, um, you know, and it's sooner rather than later. And I think you need that, that um, persistence. Mm. Like my brother's a fire and it took him seven years yeah. of constant applying to get in. Yeah. Um, and he, he was in the cops and he just hung in the cops until he always, he just wanted to be a fire. Yeah. Um, and he's been in 14 years now and loves nice. it, loves it every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and all those qualities that you just mentioned, you, you, that's why you would make a good fire. Um, do you have any fears or phobias? No, not really, but I'm not, I'm not there playing with snakes. Mm. You know, if I see a spider, I'm not, ah, I'll just get my shoe and squash it. Yeah. Um, as long as you're not uh, scared of heights, 
No, no, I've bungee jumped. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not that out there, you know, standing on the on the railing of the balcony, you know. But I could, you know, be up there and look over or do something. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm not shaking at the knees. Yeah, cool. All that. Um Scared of heights in the fires wouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I need to make sure that I'm not um, – I get a bit claustrophobic in a sleeping bag. I always, oh, okay. lo- always like to hang a leg out, you know, when you're in bed yep. and you just hang a leg out. Yep. So I need to go and find like one of the te- – you know, they put a mask on and make you crawl around and mm. just so I don't, you know, put me in a confined space and I'm like, ah! And yeah. starting to flip out. So <laughs> I might need to go and test that theory. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that could that might not end well. Yeah. Um, cool. If you could go back to teenage Donna, what advice would you give that young girl that you know now? Um, start for the fireys earlier. <laughs> yeah. And buy more property when it's cheaper. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. More property. M- money. Money is good. And I think money gives you... It gives you the freedom. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of people, you know, want to quit their jobs, but it's not about the job. It's about if you had the money, you could choose to do whatever you wanted, yeah. whenever you wanted and wherever you – so if you want said, I want to be a volunteer CrossFit coach two days a week in Rich Fronin's gym, I don't know, wherever, yep. Yep. that you could do that. Yeah. So you would get – yeah, or you you wanted to be a volunteer. I remember when one of the kids was sick and I used to see two old ladies that would sit in the toy room and they would clean the toys because yep. you would never think about that, that those toys would probably be covered in so many germs in places where kids are sick. Yep. And these two old ducks would just sit there gas bagging, cleaning the toys. And I thought, you know, just imagine if you could choose to yes. do – you could go and just be a dolphin trainer, I don't know, yep. just – uh, but there's it a, gives you that freedom. I heard recently that success is when you can wake up in the morning and do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to get up and work like a demon. Yep. Go for it. Absolutely. But if yep. you want to go volunteer somewhere and, you know, just, yeah, it's the freedom to choose. Mm. wonder if there's any volunteers out there that uh, would be happy to clean a CrossFit gym <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, they could probably try or that if they've got all the money, they don't need to pay the fees. But, yep. you know, same thing. If you wanted to hang out with like-minded people. Yep. You know, you could say, look, I'll come and wash the boat or if mm-hmm. I can go clean the floors or if I can listen to John or you guys coach down there, you know, it's invaluable Yeah, to be able to hang out in an environment where people What you can learn behind the, the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, in programming and, yeah, I mean, oh, you know, if we're, I'm always open to bartering and if someone wanted to, you know, Okay, I can't afford CrossFit. Yeah, but I'm happy to clean. Yeah, yeah, because I clean like a demon. Yeah, those people when they clean their bike, their shit. You, they need to learn how to clean a bit better. The bikes downstairs. Yeah, yeah they, they need to clean like a mum. Yeah, oh, we're addressing that. <laughs> well, actually, it's probably the most I've ever seen people clean anything in any gym. Yeah. So I think you're doing pretty well in that that yeah. aspect. Yeah, I think I think we are. We we actually the no towels. It's a killer though. Those yeah. sweaty bastards down there. You, no towels. What? I swear you could just get a squeegee. No towel. Like, That's it's a little off putting, isn't it? I know. I know. I'm the only freak, Karen. The little dolphin, seahorse, monkey towel. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with that because I just I can't do the germs yeah. rolling around on the wet floor. I just. Yeah, I think if you are that way, I think bring it. Bring a towel. I. I've thought about how do you get people to that are just going crazy in here to no, put your towel down before you do your burpees. 
stitches. And like today, I think it's Naomi was saying, is it 99% humidity? It's humid. Yeah, it's And like standing, and it is just. It's already dripping off your chin, yeah. like on the ground. And then you just roll around it and they're like, oh, I just want to share some. Yeah. Like trying to carry those medicine balls when you're like, you know, on yep. your shoulder and they're slipping off with the, sw- oh. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids are downstairs. Yes. There's so much more. We could talk for hours, but. Probably. Um, yeah. I've got some, um, I call them happy ending questions yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I've been practicing because I've been thinking about these. Well, I've changed them. Oh, you bastard. No, I haven't. Oh. They're the same. What's your favourite takeaway meal? Um, I'd go with butter chicken. And yeah. if there's not a decent Indian, then just a burger and chips. Okay. It's got to have chicken salt though. So just a uh, normal Aussie burger, like beef patty, yeah, b- yeah. beetroot tomato oh, or no, chicken no burger. Jesus, what are you crazy? Do you like beetroot? Oh, on shit, no. No egg, no beetroot. Just like cheese, I'm plain, plain Joan. You know, just. Just cheese, cheeseburger. No, and lettuce and tomato. Okay. Barbe- always barbecue sauce, never tomato. Yeah. And always got to have chicken salt. Okay. <laughs> Especially when I, we buy it from the charcoal chicken shop. Yeah. Because like, the stuff out of the store is just no good. Do you ask for ch- extra salt on the chips? Yeah, and extra I barbecue do. sauce on my pizza. On your pizza? Yeah, and my husband's like, do you want to just eat the box covered in barbecue sauce and throw away the pizza? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so butter chicken's number one, but. Yeah, yeah. If we had a choice, I just bought five lots of it from Costco. Yep, cool. Sensational from Costco. All right. What's your favourite all-time movie? Oh, I wasn't practicing this one. Um, oh, I do like Pretty Woman. Yeah, okay. You know, it's just a classic. Yeah, true. If you had any elite talent or superpower. Yeah, I like this one. What would you have? I always said I'd like to be invisible. Yes. Right? But then I don't know who said on the podcast that they'd like to read people's minds. And I was uh, like, oh, shit, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, you could, you could – not need to be invisible because you could just know the codes if you wanted to just, you yeah. know, bankrupt or, you know, like just do a heist or, yep. you know, you could just know anything you wanted inside. And I said, you know, that's probably dangerous and consuming, but holy shit, you'd find out some stuff. Yeah. Imagine, think- imagine if you could read, oh, you wouldn't want to read Donald Trump's mind. That'd be scary. <laughs> but like, just imagine if you could. Yeah. Anything in anyone's mind. So when I heard that one, I was like, oh, that's a, I think that's my new one. Yeah. You'd um, definitely find out um, who who was interested in sex, money, and power. <laughs> you would know. I don't like guessing. I, 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 I don't like guessing. I just like to know if you if you want to be my friend, be my friend. If you don't, that's fine. I don't, I don't generally don't like games, you know, yep. and I just thought, oh, I could know whatever I needed to know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Like yep. you said, you could, you could. Yeah, you could do anything. Yeah, if you knew. I think we got a deeper insight into you though. Then when you said, "Oh, you could do a heist or something." <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you wouldn't know because if you're visible, you could yeah. always do a bank robbery and then you could get your money and then you could do what you like. But I thought if you you don't need to be visible because you just know the codes in their head or you'd yeah. Because if you're invisible, they'll see the money walking out, not you. Yeah, true. They'll just grab the money. So if you're if you know you've the watched code, enough shows yeah. though, to <laughs> the, the dude walking out with the money, moving along with the bag. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Read people's minds. Yeah. So. Okay, I like it. That'd be dangerous. Um, all right. You're down to your last 20 bucks and then your life's over. How would you spend that 20 bucks? I'm just paying for fuel money for the boat, mate. <laughs> One last ski. Yeah, well, generally, you know, I'm not skiing for free. Dad used to have a sticker on his boat that would say, my boat does not run on thanks. Yeah, all prayers. Yeah, generally there's no prayers when you're in your 20s. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for a good day. And you're like. 
Uh, <laughs> Come pay your <laughs> ass. Um, yeah, so generally, you know, you might flick 20 bucks. Yep. Um, depends on how many skiing at 30, but if I'm down to my last 20 bucks. But if it's winter and I'm not skiing, then I might have a hot chocolate with a girlfriend. Sounds good. So either 20 bucks of fuel in the boat yep. or a hot chocolate. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, we've got so much more to talk about, <laughs> but we probably should go. <laughs> no, no. The kids <laughs> um, are like, where's mum? Thank you so much. Um, okay. Really thank appreciate you. it. Um, love you doing CrossFit here. And thank I hope you. everything goes well with CrossFit. And I hope you go well in the world championships thank coming you. up. Thank we'll you. follow your progress, I'm sure. Thank and you. Um, yeah, thanks for doing this. Done. All thanks right. for a great, uh, great place to train. Awesome. Thanks, thanks Donna. <laughs>